Hello, and welcome to Kingdom Living Made Easy with me, Joanna Beck. I am so excited that you're here. In this podcast, I'm going to teach you, train you, and equip you to live your full kingdom life here on earth. Be impactful, walking in your true kingdom identity, full of wisdom, knowledge, and power. I hope you enjoy the podcast. God bless you. Hello, hello. I am so excited to be back, ready to go. I know it's been a hot minute since our last podcast, but we are ready. And so today I want to talk to you about some tips to just live the kingdom life that you love. You know, we all have this vision that God has given us. You know, each of our lives, you know, are different from our sisters and brothers, but we have a vision that we need to work towards. And so some tips for that vision. Number one, y'all have heard me say it a million times, but we need to write that vision out. We have to keep it clear or else the enemy is going to steal it from us. He would love nothing more than to take this vision of a happy home, take this vision of a successful business, take this vision of a successful ministry, take this vision of a big home or, you know, just a freedom in every area. He wants to snatch this from you so that way you can no longer see it. So when a hiccup comes, a storm comes, you don't have sight of what you're even going through this storm for. So we have to keep it in front of us. Habakkuk 2 verses 2 and 3 tells us, write the vision, keep it plain, stay on it until you see it come to pass. And even if it tarries, even if it's slow in coming, it will come. But we have to keep our focus on it. So write it out. Get yourself a whiteboard if you want to write it out like that. Get yourself, um, I use a cork board. You know, I have it, I got one from Hobby Lobby that's just, I print out the words that the Lord has given me, print out pictures as close to the vision that he has given me, and I pin it up on my board so that way I can stay focused on those things. It's I also use it as prayer points. You know, big visions that the Lord has shown me for not only Joanna Beck Ministries, but businesses that we have for our home, for our um, the church, for our family, for our marriage. I print them out. I keep them up there. And that way, when I'm praying, I'm also praying specifically over each and every one of those things. Because let's be honest, how often do we forget to even pray over the things that God has shown us. Like he shows us this is coming or he gives us a dream and we might, yeah, that next day pray over it. But let's say a couple months have gone by and we've sort of forgotten about it. So this is why he gave us Habakkuk 2 verses 2 and 3, to keep us focused on it and to stay on it until we saw it come to pass in our life. And so write it out. Even if you just want to write it and put, you don't want to hang up a cork board or hang up a whiteboard in your house, just write it out in your journal, write it out in the notes on your phone, but keep it in front of you so that way you can pray over these things. That way you have the vision that and the goals that God has for you. You're partnering with God. These, listen, your vision is not the things of like, oh, you know, I want a $2 million 
home. Oh, I want a $200,000 car. Oh, I want, you know, all these luxury brands. That's not, yes, God blesses us with beautiful things, but that is not the vision that God is going to give you. God's going to give you maybe a vision that, yeah, that house might cost $2 million, but God's going to give you the vision of the size of that house. God's going to give you the vision of that you need to you know, you need all of this space. You need this big of a home so that way you can do the things that he needs you to do for his kingdom. Or, or, you know, even if it's in your own family, it's still kingdom work. And so we're not just writing down our wants and needs. We're partnering with God. So partner with God for that vision. What has he shown you already? Write it down. You know, another tip is who are you surrounding yourself with? Your friends, your circle matters. You know, the saying, and we've all heard it, you know, a hundred times is the, you know, show me your best friends and I'm going to show you your life. I'm going to show you your future by who your best friends are, by who you're hanging around. Are they wor- like are they motivated? Are they inspiring? Is it iron sharpens iron? These are important when we are choosing, carefully choosing, again partnering with the Holy Spirit on having this group of people around us. You know, is it who God wants around you? Are you picking those people because they make you feel comfortable in the life that you're living and not trying to pull you up to better? We want people who are going to pull on us, who aren't just going to let us sit there and, and be stuck in that moment or be stuck in that cycle or stuck in that pattern of life. We want people that are going to point out, hey, there's something better. There's more more. Let me help you work for the more. Let me inspire you. Let me help motivate you. Whether it's through actions, whether it's just sitting there with someone, if they need that motivation, or whether it's it's helping them physically work towards it and do it. We want to surround ourselves with people that are going to sharpen us. So take an inventory. Who are you hanging around? Who are you spending your time with? Are they an inspiration or are they dragging you down and keeping you stuck? You know, before I started living on fire for God and living this kingdom life that I absolutely love, I was stuck, but I kept myself stuck because I kept myself surrounded by people that weren't doing any better than me. They were either on that level playing field or they were below me, keeping me, like trying to pull me down, just keeping me there. They supported sin. They supported anger. They supported hate. They supported unforgiveness. And I had to take an inventory when I started living on fire for God. And it was like, you know what? I can't. I can't be friends with you anymore. And it was literally, I had to disconnect. Some of you may know the story, but I had to disconnect from, from two of my best friends. We were such good friends, but the Lord literally told me as I was growing in my, in my relationship with him, he goes, you got to cut the, that friendship. You can't be friends with them anymore. And I'm like, surely that's Satan. That's not God. 
And he was, you have to cut the friendship. And I go, but why, Lord? And he goes, they're not going where you're going. And it really hit me. And I'm like, what do you mean they're not going where I'm going? They're, they call themselves believers. They call themselves Christians. What do you mean they're not going where I'm going? I was confused at that time of like, how are we not all, we all say we're believers. We all say we're Christians. How are we all not just going in the same direction? Well, I've had to learn the hard way and you know, this is this is why I love to help people and bring clarity to it now is honestly, listen, not everybody's going where you're going. Not everybody is going to have to do what you do. Not everybody's going to have to sacrifice what you're sacrificing. Not everybody is going to have to give up what you're giving up. Not everybody is going to have to walk away from the things that you're walking away from. Not everybody is going to have to sanctify themselves and and just die of themselves to the level that you're going to have to do it. And it is a hard truth but it is the truth. So I stood there and I was like, Lord, they're believers. They're Christians. What do you mean they're not going in the same direction that I'm going? And I was disobedient at the time and I didn't disconnect when he told me to disconnect. I let, I, in, in my disobedience, that looked like, oh, I'm going to answer every other phone call. Oh, I'm going to answer every other text. Oh, a couple weeks later, I'm going to answer only one phone call a week. Oh, I'm going to answer only one phone call this month. And let me tell you, if we're obedient to the Lord, that could have gone a lot peaceful, a lot more peaceful, but I wasn't and I was disobedient. So those friendships ending looked like a messy, messy divorce. It was sad. It was heartbreaking. And it wouldn't have had to look like that if I would have just been obedient to God when he told me to cut the friendship. It wouldn't have been drug out like that and ended the way that it ended. It could have ended peacefully. Listen, when we do stuff on God's timing, there is a grace and a mercy there. But when we do stuff and we are disobedient and we don't listen, we're not going to get the same grace that we would have as if we would have just been quick to obey. There's going to be some consequences. And those, those consequences in those friendships ending were messy. It was very messy. And so I standing there, not having any more friends, just me and the Lord. And I'm like, okay, well now I'm alone. And he goes, no, you're never alone. You seeked from them, those friends, what only I can give you. And it was true. If I was sad, I called my friend. If I was happy, I called my friend. If I was mad, I called my friend. And I went to them before I went to the Holy Spirit, before I went to him correcting that, telling me, what do you, what do you have to be mad about? That's not righteous anger. You're, you are angry you need, and you need deliverance from this. But instead, I would go to those friends. And so once those friends weren't there anymore, I could only go to him. And then he showed me how different it looks when we are, you know, seeking after the better 
seeking after the more in a life with him, seeking after prospering in every area of life rather than, you know, letting somebody just say whatever they want and keeping us down. And so take an inventory, take an inventory of who is surrounding you right now. Are they pulling you up? Are they pulling you to better? Or are they keeping you at their level or even trying to to cut you down a little bit more? Iron sharpens iron, but you have to be around iron to be sharpened. So take an inventory. Who are you hanging around? Who are your friends? Who's your circle? You know, we also, a lot of people are, you know, oh, well, I have a lot of friends. No, no, no. Don't get friends and acquaintances mixed up. A friend has permission to speak into your life. An acquaintance does not. So who are your friends? Who are you giving permission to? And listen, if you are considering everyone a friend and you're letting everybody speak into your life, again, take inventory. You only need like four or five people in your life. We can say one really good one of someone speaking into your life. That's all you need. You don't need this whole list. You need a couple sisters or a couple brothers, some leadership, some accountability, and that's it. You don't need all these acquaintances having their say in your life. This is where we have gotten our our lives. We we want to live this this kingdom prosperous life, but yet we're letting everybody that has a mouth speak into our life, giving us false prophetic words, speaking curses over us. We've got, we have to take an inventory. Are these people really for us? Let me tell you, there are a lot of people right now in your life. And this is why I want you to take, take inventory of them. There's a lot of people in your life that are operating out of jealousy. They are operating out of jealousy and you may see it or you may not and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal whoever's around you that's operating out of jealousy. But that person or those people that are operating out of jealousy in your life that you are, you have given them permission to speak into your life are actually cursing you behind the scenes because that's what jealousy does. They look at you in the face and they tell you how amazing you are and they go behind the scenes praying your downfall. So take an inventory. Ask the Holy Spirit to help. He is there to help. He is the great helper. He is there to help you take an inventory of these people. Holy Spirit, who have I given permission to speak into my life that don't that doesn't belong speaking into my life? Who have I considered a friend, Holy Spirit, but they're really an acquaintance? We need to put people in their right positions in our life. Just because somebody's blood does not give them permission to speak into your life. Because honestly, when it comes down to it, we're all blood. We're all related. But just because somebody considers themselves, oh, well, I'm family. I have a right to tell her what I think. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Take an inventory. Put people in the place that, that the Holy Spirit needs you to place them, especially in this season. 
Every season's going to look different. But this season, right now, place them where they need to be placed. Set the healthy boundaries. Sometimes healthy boundaries are easy to set. It's just, you know, you're going to pull back a little bit, not answer the phone as much. And then other times it's going to be a little bit more difficult and you're going to have to say, listen, I have leadership in place. I have accountability. I have a circle of people that I have given permission to speak into my life right now. And I, I love you, but I don't need to hear that word right now because I already have that in, in place with God has already helped me put that in place. And so sometimes it might be a more difficult situation like that. Pray, ask the Holy Spirit to lead you, ask him to give you the words to say whenever you have to have that conversation, if you have to have that conversation. So the two tips, take inventory of the people in your circle, who's in your circle of friends? Are they leading you towards your vision? Are they supporting that vision? Are they encouraging that vision? And then writing the vision, writing the vision, making it plain, keeping it in front of you. And then we want to start taking the steps. Listen, we can write the vision. We can pray over the vision. We can get the friends around us. But are you taking the steps? You know, the biggest tip is obedience. You have to be obedient to what God is calling you to. If God is calling you to move across the United States, move. If God is calling you to start a business, start the business. If God is calling you to serve under a ministry, serve under under that ministry. If God is calling you to tithe and sow, tithe and sow. Start doing what he's asked you to do. Be obedient. Be obedient to the vision that he has given you. Be obedient in every single area. Start taking the steps in your everyday life. You know, we often look at this of like, oh, well, I don't have the clarity on my next steps. Well, you're probably not doing the things that you need to be doing on your behalf to get those that direction in the next steps. Like, were you obedient with the last thing that he asked you to do? You know, sometimes he's not going to show us the direction of the next thing until we're obedient with the last thing. So ask him, Father, was I obedient with the last thing? Or you might know right now that you probably weren't obedient with the last thing. So take a step back. Take a step back. Finish that last thing. Repent for not finishing the last thing and get it done. Then take the step. Also, the steps are you fasting? Are you tithing? Are you, are you taking communion? Are you anointing yourself? Are you spending time in the word every single day? These are important things. Are you praying every day? Are you getting into that secret place with just you and God? And you might be like, well, this season of my life is really busy. I'm really, I'm really busy with work. Okay, well, then you need to schedule out. You want to live this kingdom life that, that you love, schedule, schedule out your day. And granted, we're still being flexible to the Holy Spirit interrupting our day, but schedule it out. How much time are you honestly spending on social media? How much time are you spending listening to podcasts? How much time are you spending, you know, watching 
YouTube. How much time are you spending watching Netflix? Take an inventory of these things because I can guarantee you that there is probably a lot of time that you could be spending in prayer and reading your word that you're spending watching TV right now. So we're honestly taking an inventory of our entire life. You're taking an inventory of the vision that God has given you. You're writing it out. You're taking an inventory of the people speaking into your life. You're taking an inventory of have you been obedient and walking this out and doing your part? Because we always sit here and we're like, you know, God, why aren't you moving in my life? Why aren't I seeing you move? Why isn't this done? Why isn't that done? Well, you know what? We've got to do our part too. We have to do our part too. So take the steps, start applying these tips today, and you're going to start living that kingdom lifestyle that you absolutely love. Thank you for listening to Kingdom Living Made Easy with me, Joanna Beck. If you would like to know more about Joanna Beck Ministries or partner with us, you can visit joannabeck.com. God bless you abundantly.